Hello and welcome to Groove Therapy, a new podcast that explores the effects of live music on our brains, bodies, and our lives and provides a space for you, our listener, to learn more about how you can bring the magic of live music into your everyday life. My name is Dr. Leah Taylor, and I am joined here with my fabulous co-host, Tara Lee Weathers. Hi, that's me. (laughs) Yay. This week, we are back with another exciting interview. And Tara Lee, why don't you tell us a little bit about what to expect on this episode? Yes. So we are going to be having a conversation with the amazing Katie Fox. And if you don't know who she is, um, her company is called Blooming Footprint, and she is a publicist. But she's also the marketing director for Positive Legacy. And they've done so many things online to raise money and help those that are out of work, like the COVID Relief Fund um, for out-of-work crew members with Cloud9. They raised over $65,000. So amazing. Um, and then also she was the PR lead for the Colorado Red Alert We Make Events Happen team. And we talk about what that is a lot in this episode. And it's just so cool. She lit up 60 buildings in Colorado um, in the color red to bring attention to the 12 million people that are out of work because of live events. Um, Also, she had some events this summer, like the Dead and Company, One More Saturday Night Weekly, and it was all summer. Um, Joshua Tree Festival that was virtual, Skull and Roses, which ended up being virtual, and the Four Peaks Festival, which was virtual. So she is just such an amazing person that supports and lifts up people in the music scene so everybody knows about them and what they're up to, and she just creates amazing things. And so I'm really looking forward to you all getting to know her and be inspired by her and and even get some hope in this crazy time of no music and some action steps on what you can do. We are part of the Osiris Podcast Networks, and you can follow... Well, actually, you should check out all the other amazing podcasts besides ours, um, and you can find them at Osiris Pod. And also, if you want to follow us on social media, we are on Instagram at Groove Therapy Podcast. And also on Facebook, we have an amazing group called the Groove Therapy Podcast Community. So you can go there and we can have conversations and talk about what our past guests have talked about, what our new guests are talking about, what you who you want to hear on the show, and just have a conversation and connect with other people that are interested in making the live music and health and wellness connection. So this episode is amazing. And what were some of your favorite parts of what we talked about? So we can get everyone excited and they'll stay on and keep listening. Yeah. So um, I... I loved hearing from Katie, you know, like what really got her passionate about live music and what made her want to create a career around this. And she's done so much stuff. I actually didn't even realize that she was the one behind the one more Saturday night. Like that was something that we did all summer long. And so I am sure that you as our listener have been affected by some of Katie's work and you didn't even know who was behind the scenes of it. Uh, so that was really cool to talk to somebody and have such an important conversation about what we can be doing right now to help support musicians and all of the people working behind the scenes. And, you know, this is a really important time to get the awareness out and the word out about how important this experience is to us and make sure that we have it to go back to. Yes, we need it to go back to. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And 
when there's people like Katie in the world, we're going to have something to go back to. And so I'm really excited for you all to hear this interview. So keep on listening and we'll be right back. All right. We're back, and Katie is now with us, the amazing Katie Fox from Blooming Footprint, and I'm just so looking forward to this conversation with you, Katie, so welcome. Hi, Tara Lee. Hi, Leah. Thank you guys for having me. Hi. Um, well, I just wanted to, there was one event that you just did very recently that um, I just thought was so cool. I was totally watching it unfold on social media, uh, but in Colorado, and actually in pretty much the whole country in the world. Um, it was the, well, can you just tell me more about it and what it was? About that, yes, yes. So on September 1st, um, all of us in the live music industry uh, who were part of what is now called the We Make Events Red Alert team uh, decided that in order to bring attention to the 12 million events people that are out of work around the country, we needed to do something pretty major. Uh, to get the senators and the representatives in each one of these states to pay attention to us. Um, we need something called a re- the, the restart bill pushed through uh, in Congress. And we all decided, because everyone's out of work and need our creative juices flowing, to turn as many buildings in, uh, I think it ended up being about 60 cities around the country, red. So it was the red alert. Um to bring attention to 12 million people who are out of work right now. That's so awesome. Yeah, I watched that too. And I didn't at the time know that you were the one that was behind that. Well, I was on the team uh, here in Colorado. Um, Basically, they ended up making regional managers in places. And then, you know, how our world works. It was like, oh, who knows this person? And who knows this person? Then it was like, who knows a publicist in Colorado? And I got elected to do that. So <laughs> we, of course, did a lot more than just uh, our one. It was not a one hat show. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, you know, we have all these production companies here in Colorado that have been out of business. And everyone was really happy to unearth all their equipment and go. We, we ended up lighting up, I think, a, around 60 buildings in the state of Colorado. So it was really cool. That's awesome. Did you get a good response from it? Like, what was the what was the response like? Actually, still going on. So the idea was to create all of this content um, for the the We Make Events squad to then push out until basically election time comes. So uh, yeah, it's vid- there's videos, there's pictures. We obviously we got all the photographers and videographers in each state involved. Um, production people were involved. Uh, the catering came out and fed us. And um, we actually uh, worked with Conscious Alliance here in Colorado and fed about 400 out of work people that whole day. We did a lunch run and a dinner run. Uh, so that was kind of the other thing we wanted to make sure uh, that we were really doing everything we could, even though it was just one day. Um, and I'm also the marketing director for Positive Legacy. So this we've, we've had a COVID relief crew fund going on this whole time. So everyone just came out in droves. It was just like, there's nothing more important than this right now. Yeah. 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 Thank you so much for doing that work. And I got to experience Positive Legacy on GM Cruise this year. I'm so glad I got to do that. It was actually my first GM Cruise. I've been wanting to do it since the first one. And thank God I decided to do it this year because I'm afraid I might never have had the chance if not. It's like... Who knows what's going to happen? So I'm glad 
Yeah. I have a crystal ball. Yes. Mm-hmm. I am manifesting jam cruise and all music coming back soon. <laughs> <laughs> so Katie, you're doing so much to like bring awareness to, you know, the people that are out of work right now and how important it is to like, to pay attention to that and to do something about it. And that it's so important. So obviously live music has made a big impact to you and your life. And I'm curious if you could just tell us and our listeners, like what made you so passionate about live music? Was there a specific experience that you were just like, Oh my God, this is amazing. And I really want to help to promote this. Like what, what happened? It's way, it, it's a way back story. That's okay. We like way back. Yeah. Stories. Take us way back. <laughs> so um, my, I'm from Cleveland, Ohio. My mom um, has a sister, my aunt, Janie, and she went to Ohio state uh, in the seventies. And she was like the coolest aunt ever. When I was growing up, she played the guitar. She had the best albums. There was always music on in her house And she was the first person who took me to a concert when I was like a little, I was like, let me think. I was probably 10 or 11 years old. And she took me in a limo with her and her girlfriends to Billy Joel. And we had like, not front row, but it was like stadium style, side stage, front row. And I was like, this is the freaking coolest thing ever. And that was it. And then anytime she went to a show, I was always like, can I go? Can I go? Can I go? And um, luckily back in the day, she had a friend who uh, was a radio station person and you, she always got free tickets through the radio station. So yeah, so that's kind of how it started. And then once it starts, you know, guys know how it is. It just never stops. So um, yeah, then I went off to college and, and went to my own shows and it just kind of progressed that way. So that's how it started. (laughs) Yeah, I got goosebumps just listening to you when you started talking about the limo. It's like I could just feel the excitement that I would have had if I were you as a young girl. It's like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. And all the songs because of the records, you know, that was it. Yeah. Yeah, He's the piano man. He is the piano man. Mm. Well, and so Leah and I were talking about this and how like, you now are a major supporter of music and musicians. And so I know that, Leah, you had a very specific question about this. So I'm going to pass it over to you. But um, it's just it's just so wonderful that you're doing this because the music community is a better place because of people like you. Thank you. Thank you. And it takes a village. I mean, let's just be freaking honest. <laughs> Yeah, it really does. And that's, you know, that's why I think it's important to let's bring on some people that are doing the work, you know, behind the scenes, because like the musicians do their job, but they, they're not the only thing, you know, so let's, let's talk about this whole experience. And we've all been really affected by it. Um, And my question was really, you know, kind of what I just asked, like, what, what was your experience? And I'd, I'd love to hear like, I don't know if you've thought about it, you know, this is kind of what we're doing here on this podcast. Like what, what does live music mean to you? Like what, how does it feed you? How, you know, did it feed you? How do you see it feeding other people? Like what are the elements of it that keep you coming back to it and, you know, uh, highlighting it as such an important aspect of life? 
So if you would have asked me this yesterday, I probably would have had to like go back in time like a year ago and figure that out. Last night, I had the luxury of going to a live event here in Denver. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, it was an art gallery that also happened to have a CD release party for Adam Deitch's new album. So it was completely, you had to have your temperature taken on the way in. You had to wear your mask. They put you in a little pod where you had to stay. And um, Android Jones had an art exhibit going on and they would take you table by table so you could walk through the art exhibit. And while it's going on, you know, beats are playing and you're kind of dancing with your friends. And literally, I think I would just say like riding a bike. It's like you get on and you get right back to where you were a year ago. Mm-hmm. So that was like literally the first show that I have been to in a year. And I am like, re- I'm like revitalized. <laughs> it's almost like I forgot that I need that to feed my soul. Mm-hmm. And there's no way around it. And I listen, you know, I listen to music all day long. We're, we live in a household where, you know, someone, someone's playing music on some kind of device. And it is just not the same. Um, dancing on Zoom is great, but dancing, in, you know, even I was stuck in this little pod with my friends, but we were getting down. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's on every level, just what makes me as a person complete to answer your question. Yeah. Yeah. So it sounds like it was really nourishing to you to be back in that environment and move in your body with your friends. And that's right. That's the other thing. It's like all of us who go to these things, like we have our music friends and you don't see them right now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's depressing in itself. Um, so, yeah, just to have little snippets here and there is perfect. And I'm gracious that it was a little, you know, it was a three hour window of time and I'll be good at least for another week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I got to figure that, that out. <laughs> yeah. When did it like switch from being, I mean, it's always something that you do for yourself, but then also that you wanted to turn like supporting live music people into your career. Was there like a moment that that happened or how did that happen? So it's a little, I'll give um, the backstory. Um, I worked in health, I got my degree in exercise physiology and I worked in health clubs, super high end health clubs. They owned my rear end on nights, holidays, and weekends. And you know anything about going to see music? It's nights, weekends, and holidays. And after they told me that I couldn't go to fish another Halloween, I quit my job. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, that's it. I can't, I can't, I don't care. I don't care enough to, yeah, my, my path was kind of made for myself. I just didn't know it yet. Um, so that was kind of the first thing. And then I was uh, in startup world, making money for other people, building audiences and doing all these, you know, Twitter had just come on the scene. I was a beta tester for Twitter. And uh, we were uh, finding out how to take people's, you know, this is this one got to make you guys laugh, how to take people's merchandise shops and widgetize them so you could uh, put them on MySpace. and all of a sudden I had found myself like I was looking for every band in America on MySpace trying to get them to sell merch on their MySpace page Um, that was my job and then I was like why am I making money for other people again and I said the hell with this so I had met my still business partner Amy um, at a show Um, the band Boulevard was the first band that we both worked for so I met her 
And she was, she's a web designer, graphic designer. And we like had an immediate love affair. And this was 12 years ago. Um, and literally I was like, this is what I want to do. I know what I want to do. We both quit our jobs on the same day. Um, her mom came up with the name of our company, Blooming Footprint. And literally back in the day, it was how to take your footprint online and grow it because people didn't know how to do that. Hmm. Um, and all we, the only thing that the two of us were interested in was music. So we said, we don't even care if we don't make any money. This is what we're doing. And it's what we did. <laughs> That's awesome. And when was that? Uh, it was 12 years ago. I was just looking on uh, LinkedIn. So yeah, whatever 12 years ago was. And you know, the world was really different then. It was the days of albums and labels, um, really cor- kind of corporate. Mm-hmm. And um, I never wanted to be on that piece of the world. So um, I just kind of said, I'll be boutique, even if it kills me trying. And yeah, that's what I did. Mm -hmm. And so speaking of world changing, I'm curious if you could give us and our listeners kind of your insight or ideas of how things might be changing now that we're, you know, like live music completely stopped. And now it's kind of coming back a little bit in different ways. So I'm sure all of our listeners are really curious, like, what is the future of live music going to look like, at least in the immediate future? Um, Again, if I had a crystal ball, that would be super helpful. Yeah. But I, I do think that this is not we're not changing anytime soon, unfortunately. Um, you know, we're, we're booking into 2021. Um, so, and, and I'm talking like the later parts of 2021 and we're praying that those shows don't get canceled. Mm -hmm. Um, I personally canceled 14 festivals and over 250 shows, just me. I am just one little person in the world. And, um, we rebooked those shows once and you spend the money that you don't have to, you know, get those shows booked again. And then they got canceled again. Um, and then we booked them again. And then they got canceled again. And then every uh, every booking agent in town put their hands up and said, we're not doing this anymore. And and mind you, that's when like 90% of booking agents got laid off. was after that like second round of trying to replace everything. So in the meantime, you know, there's been the drive-ins. And there's been, you know, these social distancing outside in parking lots, which is what I did last night. Mm -hmm. Uh, all those kinds of people are getting really creative, which is Mm -hmm. cool. Yeah. Um, But at the end of the day, how sustainable is it when you as a venue can only have 25% of your capacity uh, when you have to have the same amount of production and you have to use the same amount of dollars for advertising and you have to pay your staff and, and, and we want to do that. And that's what, you know, a lot of people who got their PPP money and, uh, loans and you know what have you that's what this money is going towards is the kind of refurbishing of this industry in a totally different realm um, I work for Melvin seals and Melvin's crew again we wanted to be a little forth forward thinking and we're getting Melvin in a studio for his he does a birthday show every year mm-hmm. and he wanted to have his birthday show so he's going into a studio in San Francisco and we're having a free broadcast for him. 
because how can you tell Melvin Seals he can't have his birthday show? Mm. Melvin has to have his birthday. I'm pretty sure I've been to a few of his birthday shows out here in the Bay Area. I love Melvin. Yeah. So we're doing it. We're getting sponsors and we want the fans to be able to come for free. That's the whole name of the game. Um, Another thing I kind of hear people are doing is um, instead of having one show that would, you know, potentially start at nine or 10 at night, they're doing an early bird and then, you know, a kind of late show here in Colorado, your shows have, everything has to be over by 11 o'clock. So, um, you know, can you, you do a two, it's, it, you know, it's like going to the theater. There's the early bird and then the, you know, the regular show. So, mm-hmm. you know, you've got to think outside the box. Um, and just every show based on who the talent is, everyone's throwing out ideas and, you know, people have enough, have had enough time to sit around and think about all this, mm-hmm. and try to make it work. Um, so then again, you know, then you're up against mayor <laughs> and the city officials and people coming in and seeing what you're doing. And, you know, we're not the best social distancers. Us. Mm, I, I, I know <laughs> it's hard. Well, and it's like um, the drive-in shows, you know, when I first saw that posted online, I was like, that is never going to work with our crowd. Like, first of all, you know, when it, when it was initially stated, it was kind of like you sit in your car and you listen. I'm like, I'm not going to a concert to listen to it in my car. Like, that's not why I go. And then, you know, it started being like, okay, well, maybe you could walk around your car. And like, I'm like, okay, well, if I can dance, like, I'm not going to be as close to the stage as I would like to be. And there's not going to be that interaction with the band and the audience as I, as it has been, but maybe this could work. But we were actually going to have Mr. Hat on actually this week because he was doing um, drive-in shows. But he's had to cancel both of the ones that he had scheduled because of smoke. Oh, well, right. And then, right, on top of everything else, our world is on fire or you're under a hurricane right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 In Vermont, we're having a lot of live music experiences and people actually are taking the mask wearing and social distancing pretty seriously. Twiddle played three nights at the drive-in and um, Pigeon saying playing Pigeon blah, 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 blah. Pigeons playing ping pong <laughs> are playing um, here. Then Goose is coming. And so people really have been staying with their friends and their pods at their cars. And then when you leave your car, you wear your mask. Um, the bathrooms are super sanitized and clean. Um, I went to a show where there was the early show and the late show at our ski mountain. And it was the same thing. It was so great. And then Nectars, they've gotten really creative because they can't have shows inside. So behind Nectars, is actually this beautiful like alleyway with ivy on brick walls and they lit it all up and the bands are playing on the roof of nectars and then you buy a table below for your friends and then you can dance at your table you just sent down two nights of pink talking fish there yesterday oh yes yay well that is very exciting (laughs) Uh, yeah um stow cider has picnic tables set out in their yard with all really cool lighting i went to a show there last night um so people have been I mean, you kind of have to be really creative and it's like, it's cool to see how some people are just like not letting it totally knock them down and are being really creative and innovative. And some of the things I went to a show on my boat, it was a flotilla 
and Ryan Montpelieu played and Cat Wright and the Grift, and you got to come on your boat or a kayak or a raft or whatever and watch the show, and it was amazing. And I was like, I hope after this is all over, this is something that that stays. So there's been a lot of silver lining. Like, I love the early and late show thing because I don't always want to stay up really late. So I love that there's early shows. I've been wanting this forever. (laughs) Yes, me too. I've been also saying that too. That would be a really good option to have. Yeah. So Katie, I have another. Do you have something else you'd like to add? Okay. Another question that I definitely want to make sure to ask because I know I'm wondering and I'm sure our listeners are wondering because we're all such passionate live music fans like what can we be doing right now as individuals to help raise awareness um, to help get legislation passed like can you tell us the steps that we can do to help protect live music yes and what what we're asking people to do we don't know if this is going to work or not. Um, politics is something I have never even put my little baby toe in. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, and as I said to you guys earlier, th- there's nothing more important than trying to save the ecosystem that we have all built and are, we're, it was thriving. It was, yeah. Thriving. Um, yeah. so I am a, um, I'm on the marketing committee for NIDA, which is the National Independent Talent Organization. And if you go to nidolive.org, it takes 30 seconds to fill out the call to action. And depending on what state you're in, it literally blows up. It's like an Autobot that blows up um, the representatives and the senators to keep this in their the forefront of their mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, we here in Colorado have been doing these fly-ins this week. Um, we, we talked with every representative today. We were on the uh, a Zoom call with Corey Gardner, who's one of our senators. It's literally pleading our case over and over and over again. Um, you know, we, you hire lobbyists to do this, but they really want to hear from the people whose lives this is impacting. So we've been taking every call that we can um, as a little group. We've now also uh, joined with the uh, restaurant coalition and the live events coalition in every state. So like all these calls, there's an Neva who are the supporting the stages and the venues. Mm-hmm. The um, talent, there's the restaurants, and there's the like big over-encompassing events coalition. So every state kind of has this going on, these little groups of people who are um, making waves, but we really need everybody just to go bother the the masses. And um, yeah, needolive.org, and it, it's very easy and takes no time at all. Okay. Can a person fill that out more than once? I don't think it makes any sense to, um, okay. to do that, um, but... We give you a social media kit, and what if if after you do that, you want to keep going? It's just like put it out there so that your parents do it and your friends fill it out, and mm-hmm. yeah, just take action on the socials so that you know the name of the game is how many people can we bombard on a daily basis, and mm-hmm. that's what we're doing. Okay, so netolive.org. Yep, and sign the petition takes thirty seconds. And then share it with everybody everywhere so that other people do the same. And maybe even people can share a couple of sentences about like why this is so important to them. Yeah. And that's, I think that's the the best part because when we're tagging these people and um, blowing them up, as I like to say, mm-hmm. if there are personal stories, you'd be shocked, but they really are taking the time to read them. And 
it's they're not happy. Um, yeah, I mean, we learned today that the most thriving cities in the countries have huge culture programs, culture and arts programs. Mm -hmm. So if, if they're out fighting the fight for us, you know, the least we can do is all kind of come together and be a part of the greater good. So, yeah. And I can say for myself, I signed the petition and it is like, there's, there's already a script written for you. But if you want to put in your own personal experience, which I'm glad to know because I did, because uh, this is obviously a cause that's really near and dear to my heart, too. So I'm glad to know that somebody will be reading that. And maybe it'll make a little bit of a difference. Hopefully it will. And certainly with all of our voices together, it will make a bigger impact. The arts is like it's mandatory and everybody knows it. But this is, you know, I hate to use the word because I hate this word, but it's unprecedented times. Mm -hmm. So I hate that word. I never want to hear that. Word. <laughs> but, in the, you know, it, that's the reality that we're all in. And, and the people who represent us, they get it. Um, but it takes a lot for politics to click and go through. And, you know, I don't even want to get into it. Mm -hmm. it's, it's a slippery slope. and. I don't know enough to talk about it, um, but the least we can all do is voice our opinions and um, get loud. You know, it's like time to get loud. Mm -hmm. We don't want these venues to close. I mean, there is so much attachment people have to their hometown venues. I mean, did you see Tara Lee when she talked about Nectars? She's like, ah. <laughs> you know, so um, yeah, we want, we want to make enough noise so that we don't go away. Because that would be terrible. Mm -hmm. That would be terrible. Yeah, I can't even. It like I can't imagine it because it's unimaginable to have a world without music and without these venues. I mean, even a venue that like I remember in college, like where I was because of the music venue that I was at. You know, like I remember where I was in my time in my life of where I hung out at that time and what music I was listening to. So it's so important. And I like I've grown into the person I am because of those places. And so they're really important. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I don't want to start a new career. <laughs> yeah, especially like you said, when it was so thriving before. I mean, it was just like, yeah, yeah, so much. I saw so much music in the beginning of the year. I'm pretty grateful for that because... Uh, I haven't been able to see live music. I was going to go to the drive-in show last weekend and then it was canceled. I was going to go see the California Honey Drops and that was going to be my first concert since ALO in March. I, it was a great weekend. Yeah, absolutely. Lucky by the skin of our teeth. Um, I saw Tara Lee at Envision. Um, we got in all of our Cloud9 events last year. Nothing got canceled. And, um, yeah, I, my first festival that was canceled was in April, um, the Skull and Roses Festival in Ventura, California. We were, that was the first thing I had to cancel. And man, that hurt. It was like, mm -hmm. um, I mentioned to Terry Lee, I'm someone who never delivered bad news ever. Mm -hmm. I am the maker of good news. <laughs> and yeah. When that whole cycle started, I was like, this sucks. Yeah. I had to write press releases that were like, making me cry while I'm writing them. I'm like, this is not okay. Um, so yeah, that's, that uh, Skull and Roses was the first to cancel and rescheduled. And yeah, I mean, it was just like, doo -doo -doo -doo. yeah, wild. 
But yes, well, we, did get, we did get a lot of good stuff in by the skin of our teeth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Katie, what have you been doing to kind of like, I don't know, lift your mood after you write those press releases that make you want to cry? Like, how are you taking care of yourself during this time? Um, I'm a huge, you guys saw my dog, um, come from a household with two dogs in it. Um, my, unfortunately in June, we had to put my oldest dog to sleep. Mm. Um, yeah, my dogs are named after Grateful Dead songs. <laughs> so China Cat Sunflower has, has, uh, gone over the rainbow, but we still, you guys met Ryder and, um, I'm a huge walker. Like when I need to have a change of pace, I walk. Um, I unfortunately had to my yoga studio closed, which was another really sad state of affairs. Um, you know, we're doing yoga at home and the instructors were teaching virtually. And, you know, we were just like praying that once we were able to go back, the studio was still going to be open, but yeah, they, they closed their doors. Um, but I also go to Pilates. So I, it's not my spiritual gangster kind of thing that I really do need. Mm-hmm. Um, but it gets me moving and just clears my brain. So yeah, I'm a mover to answer your question, Leah. I love that. Yep. I can totally relate. I That's the same for me. I'm a walker. Like I, that's how I get out of my head. And, and, uh, and yeah, I agree. There's like the things that we can do right now to like, just get us through so that, you know, we can, we don't go into this despair, or lose that well-being that you know we've helped to create but then to be able to tap back into that live music like you had the experience of last night it's like ah right (laughs) now now I'm fully here again yeah Yeah. it is wild how powerful music truly is um and everybody obviously it affects everybody differently but I guess I can speak for the three of us here that we're all on the same page about it (laughs) totally yeah, and what's so cool is Leah has researched all the reasons why. And so it's not just, we're not just like making it up. Yeah, we're not making it up. Like she has all the stuff to validate the way that we're feeling is true. Yeah. And primarily, I mean, my research was talking to other people about it. It was qualitative research. So I had to do a lit review, which, you know, got into the nitty gritty of like, these are the things that happen inside of your bodies. But I love the stories from other people because that's, that's where, you know, you get to find out all of the nuances because we're all different. We're all having similar experiences, but but different. So I'm so glad that we can come together here and continue these stories. Um, and forward to the day where I am covered in dirt. I've been wearing my walkie talkie for three days and I'm super annoyed by it. I've heard my name 600 times and all I want to do is go to sleep. I cannot wait for that day to come again. <laughs> yeah my, the Facebook memories are like I like love them but I feel like it's kind of mean because there's these pictures of me and I'm like sweaty in a field dressed in like sparkles with my hair all messed up and like glitter everywhere and I'm like oh man I miss that so much and I, I think that's the thing too um, and Leah you can probably back this up somehow but you know as we're sitting at our desk and we hear a song it takes us right back to that place in time. And that is what in this, you know, in this moment that we do have, you know, yeah. we have memories and we have the experiences and no matter what, those don't go away. That's um, right. Your friends and all the fun times and what it smelled like. And- yeah. 
I, I've been talking about this a lot, actually, that it's like we're so lucky that we know what that feels like. So then we can channel that in your everyday. Like when you hear a song from a show that you were at, it's all of a sudden, he said, it like brings you back. And we're so lucky that we even can draw from those experiences. Yeah. And, you know, the the science, the mind-body connection, like what we experience in our mind, our bodies are going to experience it. So when we're able to bring in all of those senses to, you know, hear that music and all of a sudden be transported back and then smell the smells that might have been around us and be able to evoke, you know, everything, our bodies are responding. Our bodies don't have a valve that kind of like says, no, wait, we're, I'm, we're not actually there. We can't, we can't experience this. Like whatever is happening in our mind, our body's going to be reacting to. So all of those endorphins and that dopamine and the serotonin and all of that is like being released into our bodies as if we were actually there. So it is certainly the next best thing to being there. And it's a really important thing to keep doing because that's how we get that like little burst of medicine until we can get back to the real thing. (laughs) I look forward to that day. And I know it's going to be different. And, you know, and another thing that we always, um, people are like, I'm so sick of these streams and I can't wait till we don't have to stream anymore. There are some people who are never going to go to a show again Mm -hmm. um, for whatever reason, you know, and that's, that's fine. But I do, I do believe that this streaming thing is here to stay um, and how we optimize and monetize it is going to be the next big play. So um, yeah, I don't want to talk about Facebook, but I think Facebook is up to something. Hmm. Yeah, with this DJ supposedly lockdown coming on October 1st, where if, you know, you're playing music that is covers, they're basically going to shut it down. So I I think they're going to come out with some sort of platform where you're going to have to pay to play. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I do agree that the streaming is here to stay because there's people like if you're a new parent or if you... Are, just aren't able to travel to a show or whatever it is, it made music be accessible to you. I did a virtual retreat with Haley Jane um, around when this first happened on the date when our in-person retreat got canceled. And all these people were like so happy because they're like, I just have like too many kids and my job and I just like, I can't come, but now I could come to a retreat and I'm so grateful. And I know that a lot of people feel that way about the streams that they're like, yeah, I'd rather be at a at a show, but like this makes music accessible to me right now. And that's amazing. Mm-hmm. And they set up lights and like a sound system in their house and they get dressed up like they're going to a show and people are getting really creative about it. You have the best clientele now. <laughs> <laughs> they are the best. <laughs> Drink the Kool-Aid. <laughs> yes. Yeah, the fair trade, cool organic cool kind, not made out of refined sugar. <laughs> <laughs> no dye, no red number five or whatever. It is. <laughs> oh man! Well, Katie, thank you so much for coming and talking to us and sharing your passion and and how you're spreading awareness in the world and letting us know how we can spread awareness in the world and. Everybody make sure that you go to netolive.org. And um, yeah, Tara Lee, any other questions that you can think of? Um, I can't think of anything, but where for a positive legacy, all the things that you do, where can can you tell people how they can like find you and do things? 
Um, yeah. Um, so this is a funny thing. You should never geo-target your usernames anywhere because I moved from Arizona to Denver, but I'm KFOXAZ. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't ever do that, anybody. <laughs> yeah, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, um, YouTube, all the places. Um, I'm, I never talk about myself out there. I talk about everybody else. So yeah, if you do want to know what's going on, obviously our website, bloomingfootprint.com has uh, the latest and greatest. Um, and we're on the socials and all the things. So yeah, share things. That's what every, uh, people are always like, what's the one thing that I can do? Just mm-hmm. share something that's not your own every day. We all appreciate that. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Sharing is caring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Katie. Well, we are going to say goodbye to you with our listeners, and then we'll be right back. Bye, everybody. All right. Well, that was so interesting, and I learned some stuff about what I can be doing right now, and hopefully you guys learned some things about what you can be doing right now. So important to get the word out and to be having these conversations and spreading awareness so that we can make sure that uh, we can have, you know, not just have live music to go back to, but so that we take care of the people that are bringing us the live music in the meantime, so that, you know, their physical and mental and emotional and financial well-being can be taken care of. Yeah, because there, there are so many aspects to live music that are easy to take for granted because you don't necessarily see it happening, but it's mm-hmm. the crew members, the managers, the the people that cooked the food for the musicians at venues, like there's so many layers to the music industry and people that have been affected. And like, they are all a part of making our lives better. And so we need to take care of them and help them and be a part of, of bringing music back for the greater good of the entire world. Yeah. And this has such meaning in our lives. And so just taking a couple of minutes out of our day to hopefully make an impact um, on the people who create the music and who bring us the music and who help to set up the music and to light the music and all of the things. It's really important. Yeah, so I think this was a really important conversation. It was really great. I mean, I love talking to musicians about what they're creating, but to have Katie on to give us a little different perspective was really awesome as well. Yeah. So I wanted to come back uh, to something that Katie had mentioned in the interview and just highlight it for the... Did you know? So Katie mentioned that she had just gone to see live music last night, which was really awesome. And I could feel the excitement. And as I mentioned, when she was talking about going to the Billy Joel concert and going in the limo, like I just had these goosebumps that came over me and I could just feel the excitement in my body. So I love that, you know, just somebody talking about the act of going to see live music can create positive change in my body too. But she had mentioned that, you know, like she felt really full and recharged and she was hoping that that would last for the week. And so I wanted to just bring like a little bit of um, of talk around that because that was something that I noticed in my interviews with people in my dissertation. So as I mentioned in the interview, I, I did qualitative research. So I did interviews with eight different people 
to just talk to them about their experience with live music. And then I took all of that information and I listened to it over and over and over again, and I put it into different themes. And so one thing that I found was that live music doesn't just have an effect for the time that it's happening. It actually carries over into after the show, which I think is really important if we're going to be looking at it as an intervention or a way for healing, that it doesn't just affect people for the three hours that they're at the show, but actually it makes a positive change in their life for, you know, a week later or two weeks later, or maybe even three weeks later for some people. And I do think that it is people dependent, but even in the eight people that I interviewed, and then there was one other study that looked at it in music festivals, it seemed to be that about two weeks was the kind of like therapeutic dose for live music. So I'm curious if you guys feel the same way, how long, you know, and I know this is really difficult to talk about when we're not having live music because Tara Lee has been able to see a lot of live music and Katie got to see some last night, but I haven't seen any live music since March. So I don't know, maybe it will be different now that I'm going from, you know, months of not seeing it into having it. I'll be curious. I'll be able to explore this in my own life. Um, as far as how long it lasts, but typically it lasts for about two weeks and you kind of, you know, it's like really high right after the show. And you guys all know this feeling you're like kind of buzzing, especially right after the end of the show. It's like, oh my gosh, that was amazing. And all of your friends are there and you're looking around and it's like, ah, and then, you know, the next morning you wake up and you're still thinking about it. You probably go online and like maybe look for the set list or like what are other people talking about it? Or if you have your friends right there, you guys are still talking about it. And so that like excitement is up and you're still really feeling the feels. And then you go back into your life and you're still thinking about it. Maybe you listen to the show again. And so like those effects are still happening but then slowly they begin to like creep down and down and down and down and down until you're like, oh, I really need to go see some live music again. <laughs> like I've forgotten that feeling and I know we're all there right now. So you guys know that experience, but I just thought it was interesting that that's kind of a, it's, it's a common experience. And I found that in my research. I also wanted to say that as far as what I had talked about with the um, mind-body connection and imagining that experience. So if you're anything like me and you haven't been able to see a show in the last few months, then you can go to embodiedgroove.com and download When the Lights Go Down, which is like a little recharge that you can get whenever you want it. And it can transport you right back there I love using guided imagery. It's a modality that I've used for a long time. So that's what I do. I guide you through being at a show so that you can have all of those feels and have that endorphin release and dopamine and serotonin and just feel really good whenever you need to. So go check that out. Beautiful. I'm excited to check that out and do that guided meditation. I'm a huge fan of guided meditations. And so now I'm going to talk about how to put some things into practice in the section called Daily Jam. 
So today there are two actions that you can take. And the first one is based on what Katie was talking about on how we can save our stages and our venues. And that is to go to nitalive.org, N-I-T-O, live.org. And there is petitions and scripts and just ways for you to talk to your government officials. It has things based on states. And so just take a couple of minutes out of your time. It doesn't take long. And I want you to do that and then share it on your whatever avenues of social media. If you don't want to post it on your page, you can send individual messages to people, but just share it and spread the word so we can save our venues. The second is that Katie was talking about how when she's a little bit like stressed, she goes for a walk and just it just feels so good and releases those feel good. The feel good, what are they called, Leah? Your hormones in your brain? Yeah, hormones. Yes, the feel good hormones in your brain from walking. And she also talked about how when she hears a song from a show that she's been to, it's like you're transported back immediately with all of the sense and the feelings and the sounds and like all the parts that are to it. And so my daily jam for this week is to find a show. It can be just a song depending on how much time you have, but a live show that you've been to, put it on your headphones and go for a walk. And that is my daily jam. Awesome. Well, I know that I will be doing that. Um, I was going to say I did it earlier today, but I didn't. I listened to something else. So (laughs) I need some music in my life right now while I'm moving. Yeah. And I actually, on my Instagram page, I'm constantly like talking about what I'm listening to and um, different things. So if you want to follow me there, it's Rocking Life with two underscores. I have a lot of new things that are about to be going on. So I don't have anything in particular to talk about, but I'll be announcing all of those things there. So if you want to check me out there, you can. All right. Well, thank you all for being here and continuing this conversation with your friends online, with your family. Let them know how important it is to you. Share the petition with them from org. Spread the word. Let's spread some awareness. And uh, we are a part of the Osiris Podcast Network, and we're so grateful to be here. Thank you to Katie for coming on. Thank you to Tara Lee for being here with me. And thank you guys for listening. And thank you, Leah, for being here. And we love you all so much. And we'll see you soon.